Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for government and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion is entirely hypothetical. Mm-hmm. This is episode 117. Why we are still on the air, I have no idea. <laughs> but we are and we have a full crew in the house for the first Woo-hoo! time in a couple weeks yeah so yeah everybody's still in that post thanksgiving slumber <laughs> pretty much yeah no nah, for me right now it's mostly the painkillers <laughs> that was a lot of socializing for me in the mental state i've been in recently so i'm still fucking recovering <laughs> That is that is enough interacting with human beings for me yeah. for one lifetime. Thank you. Yeah, we had a um like we usually do like a big thing at my aunt's. My aunt's house is kind of the, the central hub where all the family gathers. And it was my aunt, my cousin Anthony, my dad, my brother, and me. Hmm. Like normally it's like two dozen people. It was five this year. Jesus. Yeah. We had 11 people here this year. Did your, did your ovens hold out? Yeah, just until the next day, and then they fucking broke again. When I Shake's fist at technology. Do not let me get my hands on the Frigidaire CEO, or this thing's going straight up <laughs> his bunghole. You know what you need is you need the the stove that my sister has in her basement. It's because she found it as new old stock unused. It's a it's one of the it's the same stove as Samantha on Bewitched uses. Oh, where it's like it's like three wide and then it's two tiered and you have like upper small ones and lower big ones and then all the stovetop stuff. And she uses yeah. it for canning because she can use it for like everything simultaneously. But you need mm. to find you one of those. Because that sucker will not break down. It has been operating since like 1955. It is yeah. going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Erica, if you really need are, um, an oven, if you really need an oven that'll work no matter what you do, I can send you my grandma's old one. Because it's wood right. fired. Is it wood fired? Yeah. I'll just <laughs> wood fired. <laughs> so. yeah. I'm just gonna. At some point, we're gonna end up building like uh, a wood fire, like barbecue and oven and pizza oven thing out of bricks. Back. Not back. Yeah. So. yeah. And then and then you can keep the kids busy splitting wood. There you go. Yep. Yep. Oh. Oh. Yeah. But speaking of that, um, we are back in another lockdown today in my area. Did <laughs> they ever let you out of one? Well, technically we no. <laughs> 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 we were we were at like uh, I think at the height of the let off, we were at like 50% capacity on things. Like restaurants were starting to open back up. And now we're back into another lockdown. Our lockdown is this new lockdown that we're in now, which actually kicks in tonight at midnight, uh, local time, Pacific time. Um, it actually bans like 
private gatherings of any kind. Jesus. Yeah, like mixing households of any kind. Like, uh, like if you're if you're driving in a vehicle with someone from another household, you're supposed to wear masks under this new lockdown. Oh my God. Yeah, like we uh, went we went uh, uh, grocery shopping on Saturday. I, you guys know I'm antisocial, so I like go, I go shopping at like late at night and ooh. do it for like a whole month, so I don't have to deal with go back again. We went shopping. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon, and um, like a third of the store was empty. Like the shelves were empty. Like the 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 meat section was like half empty, and you could see like fear in people's eyes. Yeah, people people were freaking out. Like there was like no lunch meat. There was no cheeses. Um, the the like the actual meat selection was really limited. I mean, they had bacon, so I bought a lot of bacon. But, oh, shucks. Yeah. And then, uh, like, uh, uh, all the corn, almost all the corn dogs were gone. Almost all the, like, frozen pizzas were gone. All the, like, Marie Calendar frozen dinners were gone and Hungry Man was gone. Um, so the health conscious people were not the ones panicking. Yeah, there was plenty of toilet paper this time. And then, uh, like, the organic <laughs> vegetable section was full. And then, uh, like, the rice and pastas, they were, they were about half empty. Um, no, people wow. are just because if you're you're going into that hardcore of a lockdown, you got to be concerned whether or not anything's even going to be moving into grocery stores during it for you to even go get more. So, well, that's... given yeah, given the time of the year, and what what they said is, I I talked to one of the uh, the guy that checked us out was an assistant manager of the meat section, right? So like, there's so little work to do in the meat section that he was the cashier up front, and he said it's because the warehouse was like less than half full like when, when we had that first lockdown like it, it, it hit right away the warehouse was still full so it wasn't that bad here but mm-hmm. now because of the last you know nine months of stuff not coming in because of shutdowns economic disruption yeah the the warehouse was like less than half full now so it means more is going out than coming in huh. to the warehouse so and this is a big chance of Winco, Winco Foods. Yeah, I'm kind, familiar it's kind, with it's kind of a it's kind of a big one on the West Coast. Big yeah. warehouse style stores. Yeah. It's gonna get bad. And it's right before Christmas too. Like you can still go into Walmart, but can't go get a burger. Yeah. Winco is like almost like Costco, but just groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. it's gonna get uh. Yeah, at least we don't get snow. I don't we know. might we don't get have snow, any snow tonight. Yet. It, you might, it's 2020. You might get some snow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus. Well, you know, that's well, at that actually, point, you know, the Vikings will win the Super Bowl because there's been a snowball in hell. Well, it's, <laughs> right? it, it could be snow or it could be ash. I don't know if you guys saw the article about Alaska. The the volcanoes in Alaska. They... I guess they discovered that there's like there's like seven or eight volcanoes in Alaska in one little area, and they've as scientists have actually discovered it's like one big volcano huh. instead of seven or eight small ones. It's supposed to be like bigger than Yellowstone than the Yellowstone caldera. Jesus, <laughs> excellent, yeah, fan fucking tastic. Huh. No. Let's give that one a full send and just call it a fucking day. So the U.S. <laughs> has right. two extinction-level volcanoes. Cool. Three, actually. What's the third There's one? There's a third one. Long Valley Caldera in California. Uh, yeah. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. So we have three super volcanoes all concentrated together on one continent. How yeah. could that go? Yeah. They're, they're not on that one far. side of one continent. Yeah, they're not even that far apart either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to blow the entire West Coast out into the fucking ocean. From Alaska all the way down through Baja, California. The whole yeah. work's just gone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Would you call, would you guys call that a great reset? Oh, good segue. Ah, I, nice segue. So it, that is already more segues than we had on the entire last episode. Yeah, yeah that's because I wasn't there. I'm the segue queen. Last last week it was terrible, but um, John Kerry, right? yeah, yeah, John Kerry reveals Biden's devotion to radical Great Reset movement. Now, is this like the global economic great reset that people have talked about before? Is that what this is? Yes. Where they just like cancel all fucking debt and like. It. It it goes farther than that. Well, yeah. Because what could go wrong there? It's like 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 we've talked about Cloward Piven before, right? You guys Uh, remember? uh, Cloward Cloward Piven strategy was a, a strategy that was developed in. I want to say like the like the, the mid nineteen fifties, if I remember right, uh, in which you would overwhelm the U.S. national debt through entitlement programs, creating an economic collapse, and then the government would step in with its Captain Save a Ho type programs, and and bail everybody out, and bam, you have socialism. Right. 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 And then the government owns literally everything. Yeah. So, so which is de facto socialism. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that's. It's like that, but on a global scale, and it it, it gets it's worse. This is a this is an article from, uh, oh, this is from the Hill. This is a an opinion piece. And um, in June, elites at important international institutions such as the World Economic Forum and the United Nations launched a far-reaching campaign to quote reset the global economy. The plan involves dramatically increasing the power of government through expansive new social programs like the Green New Deal and using vast regulatory schemes and government programs to coerce, co- to coerce corporations into supporting left-wing causes. The so, two just- I mean, like, this seems awfully coincidental that they want to do this right after they shut down the entire fucking economy of the globe. Over, for like the last year, over eight, and gosh, fucked everybody I'm... over financially. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, mm. the two justifications for the proposal, which have been aptly named by its supporters, the Great Reset, are the COVID nineteen pandemic. That's the short term justification, uh-huh. and the so called the justification for the pandemic, and the so called climate crisis caused by global warming, which is the long term justification. <laughs> mm. uh. All right. According or according to the Great Reset's supporters, the plan would fundamentally transform much of society. As the World Economic Forum head Klaus Schwab wrote back in June, quote, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and the economies from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country from the United States to China must participate <coughs> in every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. 
No, that's literally the opposite of capitalism. <laughs> Sorry. That's a performative contradiction. Yeah. I just... Uh, uh, where do you even start with this? I just... Hold on. and Just... You'll, you'll find something. Uh, internationally, the Great Reset has already been backed by influential leaders, activists, academics, and institutions. In addition to the World Economic Forum and the United Nations, the Great Reset movement counts amongst its, among its the International Monetary Fund, heads of state, Greenpeace, and CEOs, and presidents of large corporations and financial institutions such as Microsoft and MasterCard. Well, this Bill world Gates is being led I am by shocked. this world is being led by a bunch of fucking grade school level children. <laughs> Redo. Redo. No, I fucked that up. Redo. I want to do it over. Do yeah. over. No. Sure. Yeah. No takes these backsies. You you agree? Do over. <laughs> but in America, most policymakers, including President-elect Joe Biden, have been relatively quiet about the Great Reset leaving many to speculate what a Biden administration would do to support or oppose this radical plan. Well, <laughs> radical's <laughs> fucking right. Uh, there has been some evidence suggesting that Biden and some of his biggest allies back the reset and would attempt to impose it on the United States. Yeah, they're commies. Duh, they fucking <laughs> back it. Like, why but, was there ever a question about wh- whether yeah. they would support this or not? My God! Pretty obvious. Commie's gonna do commie shit. Just <laughs> well, but Biden, Biden, and his team have never explicitly stated that America would be involved. Yeah, that, I know. That, so they thought that they had is, the election in the back. That is right. until now. Yeah, once Gosh. they have the election. Gosh, in the back. what a shock! Panel discussion about the Great Reset hosted by the World Economic Forum in mid-November. Former Secretary of State John Kerry, Biden's would-be special president envoy for climate, firmly declared that the Biden administration will support the Great Reset and that the Great Reset, quote, will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. That now to somebody who knows what all of this means, that sounds like a fucking threat. Yes, so the average dumb. dipshit who doesn't pay attention, that sounds like a promise of like, you know, futuristic utopia shit. No, 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 no. This is a fucking threat. Yes. Yep. This, this is this is the the Khmer Rouge pointing at all of the college students and saying. Very soon. Very yeah. soon. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it all of the the massive if anybody that's paying attention, all of the massive gun control pushes make even more sense now. Uh-huh. Simply because they wouldn't be pushing so hard to disarm everybody if there was if they didn't want to do something for which they would probably get shot. Yeah. 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 Which is literally what people like us have been warning you about forever. Yeah, and so <laughs> as long as as long as we have been talking, we yes. have been warning you <laughs> that this was coming. That this is exactly what you could expect, and exactly oh. the plan, and exactly why they want your fucking guns, and mm. yeah, why and, they want and, people comfortable with attacking each other over shit like speech. As always, this gets better. 
I yeah. hate it when you say that. I just I for really the record, I, just, yeah. I really hate it when you say that. When you asked by, using that word, I do not think it means. <laughs> <laughs> when asked by panel host Borjo Brindy whether the Economic Forum and other great reset supporters are quote expecting too much too soon from the new president, or is he going to deliver on the first day of the topics? Kerry responded, quote, the answer to your question is no, you're not expecting too much. And yes, the Great Reset will happen, Kerry continued, quote, and I think it will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. In effect, the citizens of the United States have just done a Great Reset. We've done a Great Reset, and it was a record level of voting. Huh. Kerry later argued that the Great Reset is necessary to slow climate crisis and that, quote, I know Joe Biden believes it's not enough just to rejoin Paris, that is the Paris Climate Accords, for the United States. It's not enough for us to just do minimum on what Paris requires. Kerry also said that because of the Great Reset movement, he believes, quote, we're at the dawn of extremely exciting time and that the greatest opportunity we have to address social and economic problems is dealing with the climate crisis. That's all bullshit. They just want to fucking wiggle out from the impossible mess they've made with their out-of-control fucking spending. They just want to fucking reset the national debt because they Doesn't couldn't be responsible with it. sound exactly like Cloward Piven's strategy? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Destroy the U.S. economy. Everybody's desperate for things. And then, hey, look, here comes your savior government to show and- up. Don't forget. And we could even we could even put on the tinfoil hat <coughs> a little bit further than this. Like remember um Nancy Pelosi, right? She's screaming about uh stimulus, 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 right? Everybody we need a stimulus check to keep the economy afloat. Joe Biden uh, essentially wins uh, gets selected as the next president. Kill uh, Pelosi kills the current stimulus bill and goes, No, 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 Biden's elected. They don't need that big of a check. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And at the same time, you know, Pelosi had killed all, you know, there was some negotiating shit going on beforehand where Pelosi and Trump had both killed any idea of anything related to stimulus prior to the election. Yep. They wanted wanted to wait until Trump wanted to wait until he won again. Right. But he also said many times that if you just sent me a bill that said this is just for the American people, I'll sign it today. Yep. And then they're like, well, no, we can't do that because then we can't get all of our fucking pet projects and all the other horse shit shoved in there. Yep. All right. right. Uh, okay. One more paragraph. One more paragraph. Then I'll, we'll be done with this one. Uh, this isn't the first time Kerry has thrown uh, his weight behind the Great Reset. At a June World Economic Forum virtual event, Kerry said the coronavirus pandemic was, quote, a big moment to open the door for the Great Reset. And, quote, Uh, the World Economic Forum, the CEO capacity of the forum, is really going to have to play a front and center role in refining the Great Reset to deal with climate change and inequality, all of which is being laid bare as the consequences of COVID-19. I want to. I want to make sure that the that this is read correctly. It says climate change and inequity, which is an important yeah. distinction. Inequity. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. It's an important distinction between inequity and inequality. Yes. I just want yeah. to point that out. Because <laughs> inequity, inequity no. is is not about a equal equality of 
opportunity. opportunity. Yes, it's no. about it's equality about quality of, of results. Outcome. Yes. Yes. And and I'm no expert. I'm no I'm no entomologist. Nothing, but um, I don't remember coronavirus holding a gun to anyone's head and saying close this business. Nope, that was government nope. doing that. You know, the same the, the government that now is doing this. That pe- these people have been supporting this and planning it for a long fucking time. Because don't forget, when Cloward Piven was first coming to popularity, these politicians that are in these offices right now were young people in their late mm-hmm. teens, early twenties, and they were fucking zealots for this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, that's what I was going to say is John Kerry. I mean, don't forget, John Kerry was like a hardcore hippie leftist, everything else. Everyone knew that he was, you know, I mean, yeah, he not, was certainly uh, quiet about it. Cloward Cla- Piven uh, was outlined in 1966 by yeah. sociologist and yep. political activists Richard Coward and Francis Fox Piven. Yeah. yeah. And this is right as these guys are They're <sighs> going to universities, they're going to Vietnam, they're they're starting to build up. This stuff. I mean, this is it's what sixty like sixty eight, sixty nine that that Carrie appears before Congress. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. I mean, originally. Oh, okay. Know. There's a uh, Cloward and Piven were both professors at the Columbia University School of Social Work. The strategy was strategy was outlined in a May nineteen ninety or nineteen sixty six article in the liberal magazine The Nation, titled "Quote: The Weight of the Poor: A Strategy to End Poverty." Yeah. End poverty, right? Yeah. Um, and well, these people, these aren't the masterminds. I guess that are it, using I guess if everybody's this. poor. Well, yeah, I, I was gonna say technically. I mean, if everyone is living in abject poverty, then technically no one is poor. It's yeah. just the way of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where we come back to that whole difference between inequity and inequality. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has a shit outcome, so therefore nobody's special. Yeah. And that way we're all equal. You know, what's that, what's that, that quote that capitalism seeks to uh, to make everyone equal in opportunity or something, and or in in success and uh, so to make everybody equal in poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Under and it, it's telling that under capitalism. The poorest people still live better than the average Soviet citizen ever fucking did under communism. Well, don't even have to point at the Soviets. Point at the the Chinese or the the average Cuban, the Venezuelans right now. Most of the continent of Africa. Oh, they were husband and wife. Oh. Isn't that isn't that like gendering and social construct and re? (laughs) I'm just like imagining them like pillow talking this stupid commie bullshit back and forth to each other while they fuck. And they're probably really really tripping balls on LSD because it's the '60s. And (laughs) hey, let's not knock LSD, okay? Not to say that I have or would ever partake, but come on, there are far worse things they could be doing. Than well, I'm just saying, like, what else is going to make you go? You know what we should do is just, like, just 
ignore everything man just be like oh no no one has to pay anyone back and just like it's all just on paper man it doesn't mean anything we just burn the papers and it's gone well i guess in technicality that's pretty much all the u.s currency is in the first place yeah but i mean like people use it to purchase real assets that can that have value you know what i mean like that's That debt was used to purchase real fucking assets, most right. people's debt. So I'll never forget that in my uh, high school, for my high school freshman history class, my teacher pulls out a hundred dollar bill and goes, What is it that makes this worth a hundred dollars? And the whole Your class belief kind of, that it's worth, yep, 100. that's exactly what he said. He said, uh, You do the fact that you believe this is worth money makes it worth money, yep. Oh, well, strictly speaking, what makes it worth a hundred dollars is the fact that it says it is a hundred dollars. Right. What makes it able to purchase something that would have an equivalent value is your belief that it has that value, right? Right. But just in the interest of clarity, it says right. it's worth a hundred dollars. Therefore, it is worth yeah. It's a hundred dollars. The dollar but, itself is the imaginary bit. But like, my question is, what like? They're going to do this great reset thing. And then what? Like nobody. Are they just talking about government and their national debts? Or is it resetting everything just like nobody owes anything anymore? uh, You can't institute um, um, uh, the the green. What what is the? I just read the fucking Green New Deal. The Green Green New New Deal. Deal. You can't institute the Green New Deal without everyone being affected because of what it does right. and how it does and all that good right. stuff. So I think it's 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 would be everybody. Like it's not just governments. Cause they're, so then, cause they're like everybody. <laughs> so yeah, we're, uh, let me we're see. All, if... We're all fucked, Erica. No reach around. Yeah. Just yeah, fucked. Yeah, <laughs> with a sandpaper fucking dildo. On fire. But, like, straight up bent over taking it up the tailpipe. And it's 80 grit sandpaper that's on fire. Yeah. I don't think it's probably 50, really. <laughs> and I mean, it, it totally fucking Attached destroys. To a... It totally destroys a banking system. All of that. Like, all of it World becomes a fucking economic it's foundation. A, yeah. Everything yeah. in the global economy gets <laughs> right. basically burned to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, and think about it. If you, so if you do that, you're essentially rendering the currency of all of these governments worthless, right? Because it, there's there's no longer any anything really backing it up. It's all being rendered worthless. Well, if you render all of that worthless, who holds all the power? The only person who has any worth anything, and that's going to be the people who create a new currency, which is probably going to have to be global since you're resetting all government currencies, which Sorry. means you suddenly have a global currency, which means you need a global uh, governing body to control that currency and its values like say maybe an international monetary fund or something and yeah. that might do well, that and then or perhaps yeah because yeah, see i'm sitting here are the there whole still time are there still any this. countries left without a uh, a federal reserve uh, an imf backed federal reserve a central uh, bank don't know there might be one i think i think pakistan pakistan and like myanmar maybe yeah. yeah, I think that's maybe Nork. Maybe. Yeah, they've been planning this for a very long time. Yeah. 
Well, don't hey, forget the right, that right, movie right. with um, Sandra well, I mean, Bullock and Thornton, where they're down in that, uh, I forget which Central American country it is, where they help essentially rig an election to for this guy who is specifically backed secretly by the IMF because he's going to bring an IMF bank into the country. That really freaking happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, and remember, remember um, uh, was it like 2011? Um, Gaddafi tried to throw off the IMF and institute a gold-backed currency. And, yeah, that worked um, out well. And, <laughs> and, and, and the, US, the U.S. supplied the uh, al-Qaeda fighters that took him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's non-member, a, our, our brand... states, non-member states to the World Bank. I don't know if that is synonymous or not, but it says uh, Cuba, Liechtenstein, Monaco, North Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, 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 Uh, and observer states to the UN, the Vatican City, and the state of Palestine. Of course, Vatican City doesn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's a really big shock. Uh, Uh, They will never let any external governments get their hands on their fucking assets. Right. Because they have more Uh, assets than anyone on the face of planet Earth. Yeah. Um, Kosovo That's... is also not a member. Well, some of those countries are barely countries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I mean, I just want to well, point out, like, most oh, no, them. Liechtenstein's not a member? Whatever right. will they do? That's like saying <laughs> the... Rhode Island's not a member. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah no. the, the largest economy uh, outside of the World Bank is Taiwan. So they're, oh, that would be yeah. your largest economy outside of the globally backed monetary system. Yeah, they'll get. Aren't they getting moved on by China right now? Yeah, that's yeah, a, they are. That's a pretty significant uh, thing right now with in global politics. They're actually and have been for a while because they're such a free economy. They're so dangerous to everybody else because of yeah. economic power, and yeah. they've they've kind of taken over so much stuff in the area, not because of military might, but by trade. Yeah, you know, economic the, freedom. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. Well, it's the same thing. Like you know, if you talk about you know how like say the three hundred misportrays the Battle of Thermopylae, where the Greeks were the good guys. No, they weren't. They were the bad guys. They were absolutely the bad guys. <laughs> uh, at Thermopylae, the Persians were the good guys. Um, and like the fact that the way that per- you know the Greeks tended to expand their empire by murdering everyone around them. Whereas the Persians tended to expand their empire by basically buying everything because they just expanded with trade. They didn't need to go to war. They wound up so powerful with such a massive army that they could afford because they didn't go to war. They just kept trading with everyone and just showing up and being like, hey, you want to be part of this huge interconnected economic exchange? And, you know, you pay us a little bit and in exchange we'll send an army to protect you if we need to. And yeah, sure. Okay. And that's how they expanded their their massive power and Taiwan's doing the same thing now, largely. I mean, obviously not to the same scale, but they're still doing it where they're they're gaining lots of political clout because they're just building an economy and that threatens the shit out of other countries around them yeah. that have very unfree economies. Yeah. The same the same situation in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is is essentially like economically the freest country in this world. Yeah. And they're getting cracked down hard. By China yeah. and and pro de, pro democracy and well, yeah because you can't even fully implement communism oh, yeah. if you have capitalist neighbors 
Yeah. It doesn't right. fucking work. So, well, yeah. Capitalism doesn't that. give a shit who its fucking neighbors are, but communism needs only its own kind. Yep. So, all right. Well, which is um, funny because that's exactly the thing that Marx wrote about in Das Capital, you know, where that you needed a global revolution for this to work. Like even yeah. communists seem un, unaware of the precepts of communism. That is that is such a great segue about a rich white man victimizing the victims. Let's do it. Florida masseuse is ordered to pay $31,573 after soliciting Robert Kraft to commit prostitution. Huh. <laughs> only only her only her um three women arrested last year as part of a high profile quote human trafficking sting in Florida were sentenced recently as part of a plea agreement with the Palm Beach County prosecutors while avoiding further jail time the women must still pay the state some hefty fees for allegedly facilitating the sexual gratification of massage customers including New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Meanwhile, all the charges against Kraft were dropped in September after courts ruled that the state's massage room surveillance footage inadmissible. Prosecutors dismissed uh, cases against Kraft and other men charged last year with soliciting prostitution at Orchards of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter, Florida. The investigation, aided by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, was a mess from the start, with authorities in Palm Beach and nearby counties coordinating to target Chinese immigrant-owned spa businesses for prostitution stings and then announcing the results together as a major human trafficking bust. Now, there's legit fucking human trafficking going on in this world of children and yes. innocents, yep. and these assholes are throwing resources at happy-ending massage parlors. It it gets yeah, and, uh, and you know if they would just and, and take the resources that they pissed away on uh, happy ending massage parlors and s actually did a detailed search of the Southwest United States in the desert, they would find so many children that are victim of human trafficking. Mm -hmm. But yeah. instead, this is the fucking bullshit the government wants to yep. waste their money on. Oh, they won't ever they cross the line to the go on the reservation. Yeah, they won't ever cross the line to go onto the reservations and look for the child traffickers either. Yeah, right. Because they need easy wins. They need mm -hmm. the numbers yep. from easy and, wins yeah. to justify their jobs. Yeah, and Reason, Reason does a really good article calling that out. Um, yeah, and you know what, it, just, it blows my mind that she's, that, you know, it kind of takes two to tango. You know what I mean? Yes. And she's, she's busted. She's arrested. She has to pay fines for an interaction with him. And all of the evidence that would have convicted him was ruled inadmissible. So how, if all of the <laughs> evidence is inadmissible, is she convicted? And called human trafficking, if she's convicted, but she's the one, is she the one that was supposedly trafficked? Because it's not the fucking owner of the New England Patriots. Yes. Uh, uh, local sheriffs made national news with their narrative of young Asian sex slaves and a vast network of knowing men so who patronized them. And them. them. I, I <laughs> want to find proof that these are actual Asian sex well, slaves and not Asian women that are voluntarily I, going, you want happy ending? Yes. Yeah, who are, uh, yeah, who are going, hey, I need to make money somehow. Yeah. This Look, seems like an yeah. easy way, and then doing it. Local sheriffs made national news with their narrative of young Asian sex slaves and a vast network of knowing men who patronized them, and the story served as fodder for all sorts of melodramatic 
media ex- exposés on sex trafficking at illicit massage parlors and massage parlor brothels. But the truth was much more mundane. Some middle-aged licensed masseuses working legally in the United States sometimes engage in consensual acts with the massage customers for an added fee. How so this is a consensual arrangement between willing parties, not some massive hu- human yeah. trafficking yeah. No, conspiracy. Not no, only that, they're going but they're to, trying. These they're, they're middle, trying middle-aged yeah. licensed masseuses working legally in the United States, right? Who sometimes, sometimes willingly for an added fee, did a little something, something extra. You know, it's, and that's, but they're still calling it trafficking. They're calling it human trafficking Uh, because it sounds like these very young kids (laughs) who are being brought in here against their will, they're smuggled in and shipping containers and they're in these dens of iniquity and all those forth. And really it's like, fucking like soccer moms earning a little extra for a little handy J on the side every once in a while. Like, well, are you fucking the, uh, kidding me? Hold on, There's hold on. more trafficking victims outbound from the U.S. than there are inbound yes. into the U.S. Um, yes. to, 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 to pick up on the point right now, uh, no one was ever charged with human trafficking. In fact, the women providing massages and sex acts, the group that authorities said they were there in their rescue, are the ones who are facing the most severe charges. So, it's long story short, essentially the the mainstream headlines related to this would sit there and say, you know, human trafficking case results in X, Y, and Z. Whereas, if you really read the fucking article as opposed to just perusing yes. the headline, you would see, oh, this is soccer mom deciding I need to be able to make my fucking mortgage payment. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. give this elderly man a fucking blowjob. And it, this isn't very, this isn't like wrong in my culture where I came from. So what's the big deal? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, this, you got to remember that this kind of a relationship, a uh, business arrangement between uh, especially um, white American men and Asian women really rich, kind of rich, explodes. white, uh, rich, white American men. Well, to even just well, not even worse. Not even stuff rich, like just, during the Korean mm-hmm. War and shit like yeah, that. Well, well, mean, yeah. Well, before that, the end of World War II, when you have, you know, you have these uh, American GIs in Japan first encountering the geisha and mm-hmm. stuff. And then, and then the gate, you really see this start to happen. And so this is, this is a tradition that dates back to our great grandparents, people. Like, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me. I got a couple more paragraphs. Uh, Don't you dare say it gets better. uh, No, (laughs) this is is not one of those things that gets better. This just, there's no lube in this and what they do to her. Uh, Masseuse Shin Mingbi, one of the two women at Orchards of Asia that Kraft accused of patronizing, was charged with one count of deriving support from prostitution, which is a felony, and 10 counts of soliciting another for prostitution. On November 30th, she pleaded guilty to one count of soliciting another to commit prostitution, and authorities agreed to return her passport and phone and unfreeze her bank account. Migby was sentenced to one year on probation, conditions of which to include 100 hours of community service, which she could pay $1,000 in lieu of serving since it's or in a pandemic, and submitting to state results of HIV and STD tests. Migby also required to forfeit $20,000 to the Jupiter Police Department, in addition to the $5,000 cash bond she posted and the other $6,753 in fines and fees oh, that she was ordered to pay. Wait a second. Wait a second. So she can, has can to I, submit I... to the state 
information because the court said so, which is technically illegal for the state to possess. So yeah. hang on. Well, yeah, and on top of that, so let me let me just recap what's occurred here. Let's just let's just recap. <laughs> so they arrested this woman for human because they said that she was part of a human trafficking. She was being trafficked was the implication. That's why yes. she was involved in right. prostitution. The the middle so in, aged the middle aged legal masseuse. Right. Yeah. So being in trafficked. response, so in response to this. They took her against her will to a small room, locked her in there, and are now threatening her with violence and being locked back in a cage unless she either pays them a bunch of money or performs services that they demand of her. And if she gets <laughs> locked in the cage, she's probably going to go to a prison and be demanded while in the cage to perform services free of pay on behalf of her captors. That sounds kind That's of like trafficking. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like human trafficking. Yes, it does. But it's only human trafficking if private citizens do it, Andrew. We all know this. Oh, oh right. yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, how Otherwise, it's just forced. In, it's just enslaved. I, I, I forgot the Nixon Frost rule. It's not illegal <laughs> when the president does it. Yes, right. right. Um, how <laughs> how Zhang was the owner of Orchards of Asia as well as a masseuse there, and the other woman Kraft allegedly patronized. She and spa manager Li Wang were each charged with more than twenty counts of misdemeanor <laughs> soliciting another to commit prostitution, plus three felonies deriving support from proceeds of prostitution, maintaining a house of prostitution, and renting space for prostitution a piece as well. Her name is so, Wang. Sorry, I was just giggling about that. <laughs> today, today, Wang pleaded guilty to one count of soliciting another to commit prostitution and was sentenced to one year probation. Zhang pled guilty on November 12th to one count of soliciting another to commit prostitution plus one count of renting a space for prostitution. Her probation sentence is one year and six months. Each was required to submit STD and HIV test results and do 100 hours of community service or pay a fee instead. I, I'm sorry, but I, I will take the Zhang and Wang special. Slavery. So involuntary servitude. Yes. Is slavery. So because they were afraid that she was being forced into slavery, they're going to force her into slavery. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Zhang ultimately had to pay $6,661 in fines and fees. Uh, Wang must pay 5623 plus an additional 1000 if she wants to avoid pandemic times community service. <sighs> Palm Beach may now be wrapping up its part in the shameful saga, uh, but the actions of the authorities who worked in this case shouldn't be forgotten. Ultimately, the illegally spied on citizens spent years of police time and public resources, possibly ruined multiple lives, and went on a hero's public publicity campaign while serving no one, saving no one, and stealing about $45,000 from a few immigrant sex workers. Yeah. Gosh, you yeah. could almost I mean, say that they were being bullied. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's almost <laughs> like there's some sort of like a gang who are, who are kidnapping women and then forcing them to give them money. It's, it, you know, it almost sounds... If I didn't know better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, you know, and the thing is that from a legal perspective that still blows my mind is how the fuck are they getting away with all having spent how can, years performing what was ruled illegal 
surveillance and therefore everything stemming from it is poison treated out so there is no evidence against the guys yep it's, it rules yeah against, yeah cra- everything pertaining to craft to robert craft was mm-hmm. ruled inadmissible in court so but how it is it admissible, admissible in enough case? yeah but it was admissible enough for charge criminal charges against the victims i'm sorry the the, the women Ooh. who were the victims of victimizing themselves yeah yeah the long and short of it andrew is it boils down to robert Kraft has the money to pay for some goddamn good attorneys yeah that's what i was gonna say he's got better the the women obviously aren't able to do so right now if if craft was was a crafty businessman he would (laughs) then you know pay for the attorney his attorneys to represent the women to get their charges dropped and then in exchange, you know, that I'm not saying he should get, you know, a special treatment, but, you know, <laughs> gratitude, though, because if it's gifted, if it's right. a gift, yeah, it's okay. See, okay, now, now, okay, you just can't See, buy yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Like, like, if, if you take the money that he would have spent, that, that what, whatever he allegedly has spent on these happy endings and spent that on lunch. And they did the deed after lunch, it right. would have been just fine. Right. Yeah. But because order, it was but because it was just cash given to them or money given to them. Well, and, right. and I've said it's this to people before in, in in discussions with as it relates to the legality versus morality of prostitution. If I just want to drill some chick, is it that's, that's more romantic. moral for me to write? Is it just <laughs> more moral for me to take her out to dinner first? spend say three to five hundred dollars on a really good date night versus just saying hey lady here's three to five hundred bucks bend over right three to five hundred dollars that she could put to better use and stimulate the economy and support herself pay her bills she's stimulating something (laughs) right Uh, but that three to five hundred dollars could go towards like feeding her the entire month or you could blow it on one fucking meal right but it's more moral to blow it on one fucking meal than it is yeah, blowing to something for a too. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> that's what Jason's laughing at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's though, one expensive meal. Process, yeah, my, my thought process uh, is what's what's more moral: taking a chick to Taco Bell, crying slightly, making some shit up about my mother, and then getting her to sleep with me, or just going, "Hey, look, I think you're hot. Here's three hundred bucks." You want to head back to my place. Like, like that's is isn't that literally like the entire tender economy? Yeah. This this is tender with the cash app. Mm-hmm. And right. shit, there are plenty of chicks on, on Tinder with like a hey Venmo me fifty dollars. And like yep. that's and like their Venmo is in their yeah. fucking bio. That's how uh-huh. you know they're winning. And it's totally like legal and okay for OnlyFans. You pay her to show you, right. but you can't touch. The Don't only touch. time it's morally wrong is if there's an exchange of cash for physical contact. That's the only time that it's wrong. Legally, so, legally wrong. Legally. Not morally wrong. Legally. Yeah, that's not morally. Well, they well, argue I was that being it's sarcastic when I said that, you guys. I was. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, sure. It's okay if you pay a chick to show you her boobs, but if you touch them now, now you've crossed a line of no. If you touch them, 
her that money that you pay her. You can touch them if you don't pay her. Right, right. Yeah. So the trick is that you have to pay them that, just to show them seen, to you, and then she's just willing. I got twenty dollars. There yeah. you go. There you go, Andrew. Look, you're paying me five hundred bucks to look at me naked, and then the session's over. Get turned on and have sex right afterwards. That's okay because you're not paying yep. me for that part. Yep. Yep, exactly. Or if that is going to happen, we have to make sure that we are filming it for the intent of mass distribution, in which case it's protected by the First Amendment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how does anybody have <coughs> any logic to any of this bullshit at all? There's none. There isn't any. That's the yeah. whole point of this conversation. Yep. Oh. And the com- it's all the complete- these fucking evangelists in this country thinking it makes them Christians to disapprove of hookers jesus fucking loved hookers well i was gonna point out you know i just want to point out the whole you know let he who is without sin cast the first stone like their whole oh we need to use threat of force to make people comply with god's wishes hashtag things jesus definitely said the exact opposite of yeah (laughs) right (laughs) speaking of the complete opposite nevada's legal brothels remain closed during the pandemic so this sex worker is suing over blatant discrimination. Well, because it is. It is blatant discrimination. You, they're yes. going, oh, well, this business can be open, but your business, your business I don't like, so your business has to be closed. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, with states and cities across the country forming a patchwork of partial shutdowns due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there's one state that's in a league of its own when it comes to the battle over shuttered businesses. Nevada, where brothels are legal but have been ordered to close since March 17th, despite the reopening of other, quote, close contact businesses, including spas, salons, and massage parlors. Yeah. In response to what is seen as an arbitrary decision that has left legal sex workers financially devastated, Alice Little, an employee at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch in Mountain House, Nevada, who is considered the top earning legal sex worker in the United States, by the way, uh, <laughs> she's right. Like I would look, get a trophy, like in bronze. Look, look the... her up. Look her up. Yeah, the, I would say looking at her picture, I can see why. Yes. Well, just because you're hot doesn't mean you're talented. But if you've got yeah. both, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you got uh, both, yeah, that's why. Let's we assume might. that she's both. Yeah. 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 Let, let's you... let's walk, go out on a limb here and assume that she is both uh, hot and talented. Yeah, eh, I mean she's cute. I, I don't know, you'll find she, she's hot. She's got she's got credentials. All right, uh, well, I, I see what you mean, Andrew. I would say she's kind of got that girl next door look to her, which is a real turn on for most guys. <laughs> Just I mean, yeah. calm down. You got you got yeah, you. Derica worked up. Calm down. <laughs> um, so the top top earning legal sex workers in the United States filed a complaint and a motion for preliminary injunction against Nevada Governor Steve uh, Steve Sosolik Sisolak S I S O L A K whatever um, uh, in the third district uh, third judicial district court in Lyon County the lawsuit cites unstated damages and seeks the right for her and other licensed prostitutes to ply their legal trade at home or other private locations. The suit alleges that Sisalik has, quote, without any rational bias, decided to single out brothels. Yeah. 
Uh, on November 19th, the court ordered the Office of the Nevada Attorney General to respond to the Little's legal action within 30 days. Uh, quote, it would be understandable if the governor kept all close contact businesses closed, but the fact that massage parlors, estheticians, I don't know why you guys let me read this stuff still. Estheticians, they're, they're <laughs> cosmetologists, man. Okay. Would you like me to take over? Yeah. Massage Jason, parlors. I'm about the only one, yeah. other, I'm about the only other the, one here following uh, along. The makeup people. <laughs> Salons, escort services, and other non-essential businesses that have been allowed to reopen led me to believe that the governor's decisions to keep brothels closed is just a blatant discrimination against Nevada's legal sex workers. Little notes in the press in the press release. Well, Quote, I, I, I just can't let the governor's arbitrary arbitrarily decimate the livelihoods of an entire class of hardworking women. That's why I decided to take legal action. I mean, and yeah. from I mean, a legal her. standpoint, yeah, and yeah. from a legal standpoint, she absolutely has a case in my incredibly she totally does. opinion, because mm -hmm. it is very clear. Yes, these are directly corollary in contact yep. jobs, and mm -hmm. they're allowed to operate. It's only this one specific thing, which is just as legal as the rest of them, that is being singled out to not yep. be allowed. And that sounds yep. more like political activism than trying to keep anyone safe. And clearly should be called out in court. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I agree completely. But um, uh, she talks about a GoFundMe because, you know, lawsuits aren't cheap. Um, and then she goes on to say, uh, Little, who got into the sex work trade five years ago, tells Yahoo Lifestyle that the legal effort, quote, it feels absolutely insane and surreal, and it's the right thing to do, and somebody had to do it. Five uh, well, years ago, and she's already, like, the top-earning pro in the U.S.? Like I Good said, she's got, she's got credentials. I was going to say, she's definitely got the talent, then, if she's five yeah. years in. and She must do yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. She does something. <laughs> I'd say what kind of yoga. There's hot yoga. There's yoga with goats. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's with goats. I'm just going to yeah. say. I'm not I here to king shame. I'm not, not here to You know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, other licensed Nevada sex workers also have spoken up on the showdown recently. Uh, Kiki Lover, an employee of the Sagebrush Ranch, uh, told the Nevada Independent, quote, I think it's discriminatory of the governor. He's discriminating against sex workers. Um, adding that while the brothels initially allowed some of their live-in workers to stay, all the women have now been forced out, some into homelessness. Lance Gilman, owner of the Mustang Ranch brothel, told the newspaper that he um, had employed 49 people, including security, kitchen staff, bartenders, housekeepers, and in-house managers, as well as sex workers. I, I would like to, to point out here that uh, Nevada, the Nevada governor, Steve Sisolak, is go. wearing a Biden-Harris mask, who is yes. supposedly a, the king champion of women's rights and all that stuff, mm -hmm. while simultaneously cutting taking women out, women. taking rights away from women. I would just it's like to point that out. Yeah, reinforcing exactly what anybody who's friends with sex workers hears constantly daily, which is that the left pretends to be pro-women rights, and no one is more adamantly anti-sex worker than the political mm -hmm. left. Yep. I mean, 
Yeah, yep. I mean, if you're, if you're gun, if you're for gun control, you're not for women's rights. Yep. Right. So, I think Agreed. that you know that gay married prostitutes should be able to home grow their recreational cocaine and protect it with, you know, rocket propelled grenade launchers. Yep. And one thirty sevens. Yeah, like that's that's the way that that should be, but because people want to try and force their opinions. <laughs> on others through force. Alright. Sorry, yeah. for, sh- for shits and giggles, I looked her up. Alice Little is an Irish-American sex worker and YouTuber. Her stage name, Alice Little, refers to her height, which is four foot eight, making her, quote, the shortest legal escort in Nevada. Oh, no, this all makes sense now. Never mind. I completely understand. It's because she's a midget. Got it. Nope, we, we understand. Got it. <laughs> and she's Irish. I get it now. Yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah. If you're that she's short, like a you're wee little passionate. firecracker. She also will probably stab you if you're not careful. I'm just saying, mm, small yeah. redheaded Irish women, beware. Oh, well, you, after you must, she drinks you, you under the table. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. After she drinks you under the table, and you don't, well, let's just say tip properly. Um, <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she uh, definitely she definitely has that I'm gonna stab you in your sleep in a sense look to her. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, I, I'm a fan of doing things dangerously. I'm just saying. She's 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 the kind of cha- I mean, you know, she's one of those where, you know, she'll not only drink you under the table, but also horrifically and mercilessly emasculate you the whole time she does it. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that she's also very attractive to the dudes who like to be like belittled. Uh-huh. Like the degradation people, like she's probably very popular. A little bit of dominatrix stuff going on there. Yeah, it's, uh, she's probably just like, look at you, you pussy. <laughs> yeah. You've only had one bottle of Jameson. I'm on my third. Yeah. <laughs> I just finished mine. I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I have nowhere to go after that. We're just... Uh, it sounds we went, like she, you know, I, I'm going to make a terrible segue here. It kind of sounds like she'd be willing to bully you to death. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> we, we cannot use that segue. No, we can't. I'm waiting for Derek to come up with something better, though. We need better, no. but you know what this is, though, is this is very clearly that they're trying to yet again go after prostitutes and just like with our last one with the massage parlor where what they were doing is victim blaming endlessly and trying to put all of the responsibility mm-hmm. on the victims yes rather yeah. than blaming the people who are responsible for everything but there's not even anything to blame people for with this because this is all behaviors between consensual uh, like these are all consensual behaviors between adults everybody consented everybody's an adult Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like children are being hurt. It's not like, you know, somebody didn't have a choice. So I don't, but then they, here's your segue, Jason, but then they fucking ignore when somebody actually is being hurt. That doesn't have any fucking impact on what they do. They spend all their fucking resources going after shit where nobody's getting hurt. Yes. Instead victim. of doing something about this kind of bullshit. Victim blaming. There we go. We can segue that. We can. We can. That's where that. I was. That's where I was trying to go. I tried so hard, man. See, I tried so this, hard to segue. This is why we then... need Dirica on every single episode. <laughs> when Dirica's not on the show, it just it gets choppy. 
<laughs> well, at, at that point, you know, we're, we're even more so the most professional podcast on the internet. <laughs> I'm the lube that keeps this thing sliding <laughs> nicely. Uh. <laughs> uh. 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 You know, you know the worst. The reason why that's so painful is because I was just watching a thing about like. I bet you were superstitions and they were (laughs) no superstitions and stuff. And they're talking about witches. And I was laughing about the fact that first they talk about, you know, Oh, the witches sold their soul to Satan. And they, they uh, completed the compact by having sex with him. And then they immediately followed that up with, and then, you know, they could ride broomsticks around. And the way they did that was to boil bones down into this like lube that they would wipe on the, the broomsticks and then they could ride them. And then they talked about these like orgies in around bonfires where they would all like apparently rim Satan. And I'm like, does this at any point sound like it's just one guy who's super pervert, perverse, like just <laughs> an exposition of his fantasies where they're yeah. like, yeah, and then they sell their soul to Satan. And then one guy's like, and then they have sex with him. Are you ride okay? broomsticks? So this guy yeah, has they, like yeah. object fixation. Yeah, and and then they lube up broomsticks and they ride them. I'm sorry, what they fly around on them. I'm sure that's what you meant. And then they yeah. have bonfire orgies <laughs> where they rim Satan. Are, are you well, sure? Well, when I me? when I ride <laughs> things, I usually end up flying too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jerica's having band camp flashbacks. <laughs> there was this one time at witch camp. We all turned our brooms backwards. <laughs> I'm just pointing out, like, is, as you look at that line, like, it was just very much like, a, this is a pretty clear line here. That yeah. This is definitely yeah. just one dude. Like, he'd get a witch in, like, some torture chamber and, like, have her strapped to a St. Andrew's cross and be like, I, uh, I need you guys to leave the room. You They're know, like, for the guy who was working so hard for the segue, you sure the fuck blew it up, Andrew. And you it blew totally it up because you had to mention lube, all right? That's, this is on you. This <sighs> is how... I and mean, now we've gone back to the first episode of the people blowing shit up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Speaking of blowing, that, Boston yeah. man with anti-government sovereign citizen ideology fucking Papa Bad uh, had chemicals to make explosives, the feds say. Legal chemicals. Chemicals that it's legal to fucking own. Yeah, it is fucking yeah. bullshit. All right. uh, federal authorities said they arrested a Boston Homeschoolers man. Homeschoolers know you can make a bomb out of just about anything. <laughs> Yep. Uh, what was that that video I sent you the other day about the uh, the the elephant, the elephant slime or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. Homeschool like, chemistry lessons are homeschool fun. chemistry like that. Sh- you put that in it like an enclosed container. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well, that yeah. Was- you know, I remember taking. I was unfortunately public schooled, but we had the we just started a class called material science, where you got to, and the teacher had no idea what the hell he was doing trying to teach the class. In the first place so all we did is he gave us this tray of chemicals and said here you go play huh. oh that how could that ever go <laughs> it reminds me of the scene from joe dirt where the kid accidentally makes mustard gas in the fucking in the <laughs> chemistry classroom oh my god yeah you know and the thing is, is that could totally fucking happen like you could totally yeah. inadvertently have had all these kids just like create a world war one war zone in the <laughs> middle of their school and you'd be like oops yeah and there'd be the well, one german exchange student just like i will show you i will make germany great again 
Yeah. Like, and napalm is perfectly... not difficult to make. I'm no, just right. saying. Right. To be All perfectly right. honest, there was more than once we had to evacuate. A Boston man with anti-government, sovereign citizen ideology had chemicals to make explosives. Yes, Andrew, I know. I saw you snap your head. Sovereign citizen. So it's okay to own all this stuff as long as you don't also think the wrong thoughts while you're owning it. Yes. Yes. Uh, crime. Should I even read the article? (laughs) I think we got the gist of it. Yeah, I think we pretty much got it. We we have to do it because I have to stumble over the guy's name. Uh, Federal authorities say they arrested a Boston man with extremist views who say they who they say bought a gun, body armor, and chemicals to make a bomb. People heard L. His name is P E P O. Peppo. H E R D, E L. Not one word. P E P O is one. H E R D is one. L. Peppo heard L. Pepple Hurt L, 47, of Dorchester, was arrested Thursday night at the Ruggles station after he got, an M- got off an MBTA bus. Police found a loaded pistol, three spare magazines and a, uh, that were loaded, a knife, and a bulletproof vest. I'm never going to be mad about so every name day that I, I'm just saying. Every day that I leave the house, this is what they found on the guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> L, L is barred from carrying guns and ammunition because of a 2004 state conviction for... Possessing firearms without permits. He didn't yeah. have the Crown's permission. Yes. Yeah, he, um, he's a prohibited person because he didn't get the Crown's permission first. But that's which, totally not infringing on his right to keep him buried. Yeah, and then right. now because of that, I mean, it, oh, it gets it's this gets so much <laughs> worse. All right, uh, when uh, when he was detained, L had on a security jacket, even though he's not a security guard. The U.S. Attorney's Office said. I know, wow, wow, like, right? Uh, I know charged... people who wear, like, you know, people wear army team jackets when people they're not wear army jackets team. without being an army. Yeah. There are literally clothing lines that sell as a fashion thing jackets that say security. Or, yeah. or a I used to wear a t shirt around that said FBI on it, and it was fun to watch people run and hide. Was, was that great. one of those female body inspector ones? But it... Maybe. L <laughs> <laughs> uh, was charged by criminal complaint by one count of being a felon in possession of a farm and ammunition. He was detained after an initial appearance until his next hearing, which is set for December 2nd. So this has already happened. Uh, authorities also linked L, who has been under police surveillance, to purchases of chemicals and four rifle-rated hard body armor plates, according to court records. L was tied to a series of other Amazon purchases between January 5th, 2019 and October 20th, just over a month ago. They included a pinhole security camera, spy cameras, uh, a Velcro police patch, and beanies with logos from Home Depot, Amtrak, and AT&T. It makes me crazy that they do this with, like, Amazon purchases. I'm a fucking Amazon addict, okay? Hi, my name is Derek, and I'm addicted to fucking Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but if you went through my fucking purchase history, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it looks I know. like I'm, I'm fucking. Uh, yeah. It looks like I'm building catapults to throw drugs over some fucking border wall. Like I have, like, <laughs> I have. Seriously, it doesn't fucking look you, good. But I'm a. Are you planning mom. on invading England from Normandy? You be honest yeah. with me. <laughs> I'm like a homeschooling mom, so we have like physics lessons to do and shit like that. 
I fucking measure my own vitamins as powder because I can't take pills. So I have like all this drug paraphernalia, like scales and shit like that. It doesn't fucking look good. Oh, well, you know, the thing is, like, I have like little baggies for storing like pre-measured amounts of my fucking vitamins and it's, it's powdered vitamin C, <laughs> zinc, you know, but it looks like I'm fucking selling drugs. And I have, I have scales and, you know, and I get some stuff from this guy named Pablo, but I'm not. A... <laughs> well, she is, she is right out Washington. She is right outside of Washington, D.C. So, I mean, Derricka, yeah. so. I, mean, I know what right. you mean because I get yeah. the same shit, but for right. an entirely different purpose. Yeah, well, that's for like reloading, right? Right. Yeah, that one's yeah. an RCBS beam scale. That, I'm yeah. talking about like a digital, like grams. I have one of those around here, too. <laughs> one of those. Yeah, that's. I got to see if I can find it here. I got my one of them around my, here, yeah. too. My, my digital scale goes all the way down to, to like grams, also, of course. Yeah, oh, mine, mine is really. Mine's Mine really goes sensitive. to grains, all right? Mine goes down all the way down yeah. to grains. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the, so, Derek, you have the one that, like, where they find it, and they immediately, if you have any drugs, go intent to sell. Yeah. Yes. Just immediately. Yeah. Right. That's... Um, all right, so then the, then the right. article goes into some BS about sovereign citizen extremist ideology, oh, and they cite the, they cite that the, they cite the ADL. Uh, um. Federal agents who searched L's homes also found chemicals that they were bought from Amazon or eBay, according to the court documents. On their own, the chemicals can be for cleaning, but they can also be combined together to make a bomb. Do you know how easy it is to make a hydrogen peroxide bomb? Do you have any fucking yeah. idea how simple <laughs> I that is? I actually do know how easy that is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Random just pointing out. Yeah, and you don't even need, you don't even need significant amounts of anything to make a pretty potent hydrogen peroxide bomb. Yeah. You just Look, need household cleaning levels. The marathon bomber used a fucking pressure cooker. Exactly. Yes. Like, you don't um, need all this extra stuff. And what this is, this is doing is, this is, if he's convicted, this is going to set up this precedent, which actually yes. flies in the face of previous jurisprudence, that magically now simply owning the wrong combination of household cleaners and medical supplies makes you a terrorist. Yes. Well, um, no, it's not that he owned on. that oh. stuff. It's that he it's owned those while committing thought crime. While simultaneously, yeah. yes, committing thought yeah. crime. Yeah. Be yeah. Because uh, he doesn't support, you know, Uncle Sam, he owns right. these things, and that's his problem. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, special agent bomb technicians who identified several chemicals didn't immediately see any explosives or black powder. Authorities said it was difficult to immediately determine whether there was any contraband in the home. It wasn't contraband in the home <laughs> because on, it was fucking clean. What the fuck? The residence is also disorganized and cluttered, making the search difficult and time-consuming, especially considering the added safety precautions that, we, that have to be taken where agents are concerned about the possibility of explosives. The moral of the story is simply be a slob. Be a slob. And make everybody's lives hell because it's going to be so hard to find anything. Oh, I also have a machine that makes chlorine out of salt. That makes chlorine <laughs> out of salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you are, you're literally Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's for sanitizing water supplies for fuck's sake. But DKTK. 
DKTK. Put that out there. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's this isn't. It's not like this kind of thing is is new. Remember, I mean, the the entire idea behind like the HRAT Brown Law, which anybody who's watched the Chicago Seven or is familiar with that case knows about. Um, you guys are all staring at me because you have no idea what I'm talking about. So H. Rat Brown was the leader of the KKK in the uh, late 1960s, like 1968. He went to, I think, UC Berkeley from like Pennsylvania to Surprise. go to a rally there, like an anti-war rally. Um, he was, you know, as a leader of the Black Panthers. And he he went there and he said two things. He said that the campus was ready to blow up. And he said it was about time to burn the United States to the ground. Neither one of those is literal in any reasonable person's no. sense yeah, uh, at all. Co- and covered, covered under Brandenburg. Yeah, well, see, but remember, Brandenburg v. Ohio is from when? These days, we have Winnie the Pooh memes that talk about burning this yeah. motherfucker to the ground. I mean, right, Winnie the Pooh but, memes. Right, but I mean, he, so he, he said those things. He was arrested. He ultimately argued, you know, no reasonable person could possibly believe that I literally meant blow up an entire campus and burn an entire country to the ground. You're being absurd. And he got off on that. But then the Chicago seven got arrested under that law, which only existed because after that, uh, when they tried to pass the civil rights act of 1968, the um, what's his name? Uh, um, as name is important. Anyway, a Southern hyper racist, Southern Democrat. Um, and very pro Vietnam. Don't forget in the, the late sixties, the, Democrats were very, very Um, No, it was, uh, oh, God, he's really famously like a racist piece of shit. Um, oh, yeah, what's his name? The Democrats. I can't remember his name. Like, you hear it and you instantly recognize it. Right. Remember it but it's, yeah. but he, he basically said, well, I'm not going to let the Civil Rights Act pass unless we add this rider to it that says if you cross state lines for the intent of inciting violence then you can be charged with a federal crime under this law. And it's called the HRAP Brown law because it's from HRAP Brown and, and his yeah. charges and stuff and him getting off. So it's not like this whole idea that something that's completely innocuous, they would go after because you don't think right. The government right. has a very, very long history of doing exactly this. Yeah. And this is why you don't let them set these fucking precedents. Yeah. Um, just to piggyback on that, recently, as in like this article is from December 1st, uh, a Texas man who threatened to blow up the Federal Reserve because he wanted to be, quote, edgy, will serve up to two years in federal prison. Uh, Joel Hayden Schmierzer, 19, pleaded guilty in August, more than a year after he sent the tweet reading, quote, I'm going to mail a bomb to the Federal Reserve, according to the Department of Justice. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was just um, stupid. Man. After after he was arrested, officials found a photo of a of a fake certificate labeling him as quote most likely to damage federal property on his cell phone. <laughs> Schmeiser admitted to sending the tweet and claimed he did it to be quote edgy. Does that mean that my stepson's gonna go to jail because I made a meme of him that said he was most yeah. likely to go yeah. to prison for carving <laughs> butts on the back oh. of Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Uh, the FBI, uh, quote, the FBI and our law enforcement partners take threats of violence very seriously. That is FBI special agent in charge, Christopher Combs, 
Uh, he said, quote, while law enforcement is committed to investigating these threats, members of the public play a critical role in helping law enforcement protect our community from violence by reporting online threats. Online threats. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's not even words coming out of people's mouths. It's fucking digits on a computer screen. It's fucking, it's like lit pixels. Mm-hmm. And that's Cons- uh, but that, like, like constitutes a fucking threat have in this world we live in been online recently in the last election season oh yeah i mean like, the amount of like, people on both sides just straight up threatening to murder the other side mur- constantly murders yeah. I, I saw a, a screenshot of one from a from a a blue check mark threatening to uh threatening to kill someone's kids yep but yep. this guy wants to be edgy, and he's going to serve two years in federal prison. Yeah. Oh. Because... Yeah, federal prison. If ass only... Prison. If yes. only... If, yeah, federal pound me in the ass prison. If only we had some kind of wording in our founding documents that prevented the government from interfering with free speech, this wouldn't have fucking happened. You know, if only we had had the foresight back in the late 18th century to like write, start writing something that said 1787. Yeah, said something about like you know how you you should have a right to like free speech and press and religion and and that that shouldn't be like you know uh, infringed on or something. I mean, if only we'd come up yeah. with something like that, we could really be yeah. preventing a lot of these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort. Some sort of a uh, uh, like like a rules for radicals, but for government. Like like this is the way government can operate, and it has to stay right within this within these these boundaries. Right. Like a list. Yeah. yeah. Like a list of parameters that government can't operate mm-hmm. outside of. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean. And if I was going to have that one, you know what I would really want would be something that said like that they couldn't interfere with my ability to be armed. Right. Uh, case, yeah. You know, they they decided not to listen to that one and things, right. and or that you know, they I mean, they can't force <sighs> me to like testify against myself, and they can't like they can't like just invade your home no, and like should, look through that's, your that's stuff. That's that was yeah. Like we should we should have one about that, like about the government like not being able to torture people. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that because that never gets results. Right. And. And I, I somewhere, you know, I'm coming, been looking up trying to find out who that guy is that you guys were talking about. But uh, somewhere in there, I think they should have something that restricts the power of the, especially of the federal government to where something about if the, if it's not laid out as something the federal government can do, maybe the states are supposed to take care of it. Yeah. Like a document that says this is all you're able to do as a federal government. Everything else, you know, the states or the people themselves get to decide. I, that, yeah. I feel like something like that maybe should happen. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe just none of it. Follow it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're well, just that's that's, that's the all, that's whole all, point. That's crazy sovereign citizen talk. It's God. all there. It's all in the founding documents of this country, and still they're just pieces of paper that these pieces of shit wipe their all asses right. with. All right, let's uh, let's make Andrew's head explode. 
Um, hang on, hang on, Andrew. Were you talking about Mondale? Yes, Walter Mondale. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yep, there's the name. Yeah, yeah. That's who I was. That's who sponsored the A Trap Brown Law. Um, Of course, A Trap Brown ultimately, you know, uh, would go on to in 2000 be arrested for uh, the ambush and execution of a pair of sheriff's deputies. Um, But he wasn't guilty of actually saying anything in 1968. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but I mean, like, it's almost like something they did to him might have radicalized him. Oh, oh, that's crazy talk. That's like tinfoil hat stuff. (laughs) Oh my segue. Okay, Uh, Feds uh, militia leader pointed rifle at officers in Kentucky. Well, were they pointing theirs at him first? (laughs) You know, and everybody's thinking, oh, those fucking boogaloo boys, blah 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 blah. No. No, this is the yep. NFAC. Right? You guys you guys remember the, the, the video? Remember there was the negligent discharge by the NFAC? Mm. And then their leader did this video half drunk. The XR or the X that was it, the, the XR fifteen bullpup. They call it a bullpup because this bitch hits hard, right? And he Slam, slam the, <laughs> slam the stock on the table, and the bolt slid forward. And he goes, "It just fired." You guys remember that video, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the one that was arrested. Yes. So the so what you're saying is that the not fucking around crew is found him. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I fully, <laughs> hold on before this goes forward. I fully support, fully support what he did. Brandenburg. Uh, the leader of a pro-gun group that stages armed protests against police violence has been charged with pointing a rifle at federal officers while in Kentucky for a demonstration. Uh, John F. Johnson, who calls himself Grandmaster J, is facing a federal charge of assaulting task force officers. A complaint filed in federal court in Louisville said Johnson pointed a rifle, which had a flashlight mounted to it, at officers who were on a roof in downtown Louisville on September 4th. Johnson's group, known as the NFAC, has an all-black membership and often demonstrates against white supremacy and police violence. The incident occurred the day before the Kentucky Derby when several groups of protesters peacefully marched uh, to call for justice in the fiddle shooting of Breonna Taylor by Louisville police. Uh, the group also had a march on, uh, march on July 4th at Georgia Stone Mountain Park, calling the park's massive Confederate carving to be removed. You know, and I just want to point out, like, it is entirely reasonable in a situation mm-hmm. where there are armed men pointing guns at you yes. to point a, your gun back yes. at them. It, I yes. was just going to mention yeah. that. Like, and, yeah. and how many times every day do police officers point guns at citizens in this country? And citizens, what, we yeah. can't point well, them back? Yes. Uh, U.S. Attorney Russell Coleman said the FBI is committed to, quote, investigating violent behavior and those who are exploiting legitimate peaceful protests and engaging violations of federal law. That's literally what they're fucking doing. Hold on. Hold on. Johnson 57 was arrested Thursday at his home in Westchester, Ohio. Johnson pointed his or Johnson pointed an AR style rifle with the flashlight on, which quote blinded several officers on the roof including that's, Secret Service and FBI officers, according to the release from Colden's office. That's kind of Office, the point of the fucking cons- light. Hold on. Officers were concerned Johnson could accidentally f- around, according to federal complaint. 
Johnson faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in federal prison if convicted of the charge. They literally do this to citizens every fucking day, all fucking day, and they never do shit how it makes the citizens feel when they do it. Yeah, to be fair, like, wouldn't, shouldn't citizens also be concerned that police who have on video accidentally fired rounds into people, including the one where the guy thought he was going for his taser, didn't he kill that guy? Uh, yeah. Johannes mm-hmm. Johannes Mesley. Uh He was yeah. a bark cop here in, in Oakland. Um, New Year's Day had Oscar Grant on the ground, handcuffed on the ground, said he was going for his taser, pulled out his Glock, put two in uh, Oscar Grant's back. And yeah, that wasn't accidental, was though. That yeah, he fired two. He had, his, he had his taser and his pistol on the same side of his duty belt. Just uh, retarded. Just retarded. Yeah. But on top, I, of, I do want to know how you, same, how you how you handled up. them both. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was just getting ready to say that. I mean, I, I've had I've had a taser and a Glock in my hand. They feel There's, very different. Yes, yeah, the, the, yeah the, <laughs> the grip angle is different. The entire side of the yeah. grip is oh, different. I, Everything about it is different. Yeah, but but my point is, is that like, how often do police officers point guns, and the people are should be concerned. Because they have a history of accidentally shooting people, but right. one guy does it and shines a flashlight in their eyes, which is so scary. And he could now, have accidentally shot us, lock him up for twenty years. Twenty yeah. for a, assault. Yeah, with a flashlight, essentially. With <laughs> yes. with light, not even with light. any flashlight, because he didn't hit them with the flashlight. It was just the light. He it is shined the light, light on them. Yeah, shine right. the lights on them. Yeah. Yeah, which blinded several officers on the roof, including Secret Service and FBI. Which Dude, what mean, flashlight to, does to he be have? Because I want right. One. Yeah. yeah no to be shit. fair, I mean, uh, I've there have been times I've been pulled over at night, and the cop will come up to my window. They got that giant ass mag light and shine, and they you know blind what? the shit and out of you. Well, there was one time I, I waited for him to come back after I gave him my shit. I shined my flashlight in his face and said, how do you fucking like it, you bastard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, like, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cops are breathing fucking snowflakes in this they country. They are. And I what I, what, as we've been saying, what I hate is if somebody is pointing a weapon at you, I don't care if they wear magic costumes with man, magic shiny pieces of metal on them. I don't give a fuck. If you're pointing a gun at me for no goddamn good reason other than you're standing on a fucking rooftop, you can rest assured that me and my friends are probably pointing them back at you. Yep. Because I am under, at that point, an immediate threat of violence or grave bodily injury. Or death. Yes, death or grave bodily injury. So so what you're you're saying... He was down below. Yeah, he was down below. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. Yeah. I said so they're they up they there. Had the, they had the, the tactical high ground. So right. Yeah. yeah. So, so what you're I, saying is is the I mirror... am standing in the middle of a fucking kill box, and they expect yeah. me not to take a defensive position. Lick my sweaty balls, you piece of shit. Yeah. So, and so would they you're... do any different if it were them? Right. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. In fact, I mean that's you know, and that's again like I was just bringing up with the Chicago Seven. Remember, the Chicago Seven are charged over a riot in Chicago where it was a peaceful protest, the cops came running out of the police department in full riot gear and sh- with shotguns 
and tear gas and everything else, and just immediately attacked the protesters who were marching. So, and ultimately, remember the investigation, I think it was like Clark Commission, something like that, there's a big investigation of it, determined that it was indisputable who started the riot, and yet instead they arrested the seven citizens, these seven guys, Yep. And charge him with conspiracy to start a riot. Yep. When and it was like, the cops' fault that the whole thing yeah. devolved into yeah. a riot in the first fucking place. Well, the one yep. guy, Seal, who was then the leader of uh, the the Black Panthers when you know when the trial began, hadn't even been in town when the riots started. <laughs> right. Who radicalized you? Yeah, he was guy eight. That's why exactly. they called it the Chicago Seven, because he was guy number eight. He wasn't even actually there when it began, and they charged him, too. This, again, this is the same kind of shit as what this is, where it's like, oh, well, we're doing something to put other people under threat. How dare you defend yourself against my aggressive force? Right. It's, and yeah, it's easier to radicalize your enemies than it is to radicalize your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Segue. I don't have one. Um, <laughs> Phoenix approves $3 million payout for family of man fatally shot in the back by police. Uh, we covered this story before. This is an update. You guys remember the name Ryan Whitaker? Yep. Mm-hmm. He and his um, girlfriend were playing video games. The neighbor yeah. called it in because they thought that there was a domestic going on. He answered the door with a gun because it's like the middle of the fucking night. And they're pounding and on the, the door. They're pounding on the door. He comes out or he opens the door, doesn't even get a chance to drop his weapon and is assassinated by fucking yeah. cops. Um, yeah, Phoenix City Council unanimously approved a $3 million payout on Wednesday to the family of Ryan Whitaker, a 40-year-old man who was fatally shot in the back by a police officer early this year. The shootout happened on the night of May 21st at Foothill Apartment Complex where the neighbor called to report a couple arguing and making a lot of noise. They're fucking playing video games together. Playing video games again. Have you ever played Mario Kart, motherfucker? <laughs> there is yes. no polite conversation. Oh, man. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think those were some of the best fights my ex-wife and I ever had. Yeah. Uh, Police on body cam. Yeah. Police on body camera footage shows Whitaker seemingly to comply with the police officers, but one of the officers shot about two seconds after Whitaker answered the door with a gun. So he's in his home, he's in his domicile, legally possessing a firearm. Yep. Answers the answers answers the door. He's wearing nothing. Wearing nothing but a pair of shorts. Yep. So he answers his door with his legally owned firearm. Mm-hmm. And because there are two fucking agents four. of the there state. Were, there standing, were four, or four. four cops there. Two Either cop, way. Two cops in front and then two cops off to the side that were kind of behind him. So there, there were agents of the state outside. And because he answered the door with a weapon. Which she is legally able to own for the defense Because it was the of middle of the own. night and somebody was pounding on his fucking door. Right. Yes. And he's legally able to own this for the defense of the home. He's executed. And, oh, yes. we fucked up. Here's uh, $2 million. And I mean, and keep yeah. in mind, you know, this brings up that good point that we bring up all the time with police shootings where people, the, the cop suckers and, you know, thin blue line humpers will say constantly, well, but I mean, you know, you don't know what it's like to be a cop. You have to make these split second decisions or you could die. 
okay, but they're trained to make those split second decisions. That's literally their job is to right. be able to do that. And then you just let it go as, well, I mean, it's hard to make those decisions. And yet an untrained citizen who has no idea what's going on or what they're walking into either is expected and is, mm-hmm. is by and large, based <coughs> on what he's hearing, under threat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is expected to analyze the situation in an intelligent, calm, cool, collected manner and react instantaneously with zero training. Right. Yeah. Right. This is the, this is the same. This is the same area and the cops as went Daniel Shaver Shab- shooting. Yeah, and the cops went yeah. in there primed to shoot someone. If yeah, they shot did. him two seconds after he opened the door, somebody already had that shit unholstered yep. and in the ready fucking position. Just yep. waiting he, to pump a lot lead into If I remember right, watching the video, the two cops that were off to the side, they were unholstered, standing yep. there at low ready, waiting yep. for the guy yeah. to come out. Yep. Uh, and then the, when he came out, he realized it was cops and tried to drop his weapon and get down on his knees. And on his way to the ground, they fucking plugged him. And yes. since when do they go into domestic argument disturbances like that? Like two people yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, you know, I've had. Since when is that I've SOP had, for a domestic disturbance? Yeah. I have had cops show up to a domestic dispute at my house um, back when I was with my ex-wife, who loved to hit me and try to shoot me in the face occasionally. Um, they showed up. You know what they did is they knocked on the door and said, police department. How yeah. much of this could have been saved by them simply going knock knock gently normally knockly like, yeah being, a yep. polite knock and going and no. identifying yeah, and just going themselves. hey police department yeah you right, got a well, call and then he would have just opened the door they could have had a conversation oh no we're playing video games where nobody's getting hit at all yeah. in real life it's entirely in the video game sorry to disturb yeah. you yeah. okay bye um, and then. Done. Except yeah. in a lot of these states, and Wisconsin is one of them, if they show up at a reported disturbance, domestic disturbance, somebody by law has to has be arrested to, has, and taken to, to jail. To, yeah, that's that's same, not same, same here in California. In I California. think in Oregon, both people have to be taken in because they can't just take somebody's word at the scene. Yeah. So in Oregon, yeah, they have to take both parties in. All right. Yeah, um, they, in Wisconsin, they don't have to arrest anybody because all three times that they showed up to domestic disturbances where my wife, ex-wife was the aggressor, all three times, no one went to jail. Yeah. And, the right. and the reason for that is because of, she is the woman. Yeah. If you had right. been identified in any way, say, shape, or form as the aggressor, you would have been hauled off with extreme prejudice. Yeah. All right. Uh, the shooting has become a rallying cry for advocates who say Phoenix police officers are too quick to use deadly force to resolve incidents. All it's police not officers. just Phoenix, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, the, nine, <laughs> the 9-0 vote came during the city council meeting where Councilman Carlos Garcia uh, and Sal Desario extended their, extended their condolences to the Whitaker family. Quote, I hope it helps the family, Garcia said, but I know their son husband, father, brother, everything that Ryan was to the community won't be there anymore. What happened to the cop yeah. that killed him? Uh, no, no charges, if I I'll remember get, correctly. Yeah, I'll get to that. Oh. Uh, DeSasio, who staunchly supports the Phoenix Police Department and in the past has criticized a victim of the police violence, apologized to the Whitaker family. He said no amount of money was going to replace Whitaker, but, quote, quite frankly, it was a low number. I think they should have asked for a lot more. Uh, yeah. It was that blatant that somebody who's normally a cop sucker even had to say, 
we really should you you really should and there still were no fucking charges for the Um, yeah i mean (laughs) how much more blatant and clear cut can you get on police negligence that when a cop soccer goes yeah uh yeah uh, not okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Matthew Cunningham, an attorney who represents the Whitaker family, in a statement thanked the city council and the mayor. Uh, he also criticized the police department for still employing Cook, who was the officer that shot Whitaker. Quote, the vast majority of police officers serving in the city of Phoenix, I am sure, are top-level professionals. <laughs> officer Cook's conduct in killing Ryan is not representative of the profession who works with the Phoenix Police Department. Uh, quote, it begs the question why Chief Williams had not terminated the officer Coke. Uh, he cost the city of Phoenix $3 million and took from this family a loved and deeply treasured father, husband, son, brother, uncle, grandson, and friend of so many people. And again, this highlights that the people who are authorized to kill you at yeah. will yeah. are unelected and, and basically we'll, un- yeah, will face oh. no consequences for it. Yeah, and, and even if they were yeah, to try froze. to hold this individual responsible, I guarantee you, because he's got that fucking badge, mm-hmm. he'll get QI. Well, that's that's and, what it is. It's uh, the Marisopa County Attorney's Office has not America. submitted its decision on whether or not to file charges against Cope. This and don't forget, sh- the Marisopa County used to be whose jurisdiction? Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Yeah. So this, the shooting was all the way back in May, May twenty first. And they still don't know if they want to press charges against this cop. Yes. Even though all the Imagine. video evidence points to, hey, this guy just committed fucking murder. They over, they yeah. voted on a nine. Yeah. They voted nine. But a guy who pointed a flashlight. bailout. But a guy who pointed a flashlight. Twenty years. Yeah, twenty yeah. years. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is imagine if you imagine if you as a person had just gone up and knocked on somebody's door. Because you thought there was a domestic disturbance going on. Like, hey, everybody the door right Because you're pounding on it in the middle of the night. They open mm-hmm. the door, hold a gun, and you just go bam, bam, and shoot them. In the back. Yeah. And kill them. Can you, yeah, as they go, oh, shit. And then you shoot them in the back. Mm-hmm. And then you, what, you, you, can you imagine sitting there for that long with them not even sure if they're going to prosecute you for that? Yeah. No, and and you know, especially once the city has already said, "Look, this is egregious." Even our biggest, most cop sucker fucking members are going, yeah. "This is bad." So they unanimously vote to pay the victim's family three million dollars, and at the unanimously. same time, unanimously, unanimously, there's you can't get politicians to do anything on a unanimous basis. No. But yet, this was egregious enough that they're like, yeah, we're, I don't care what party you're from, we're all going to say they deserve this and more. Yeah. And, and still, they can't decide the if they're going to charge the fucking cop. Yeah. yeah, and then the cop just continues, not just not charge criminally. He's still fucking the working the same position. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's still, still carrying a, a gun with a license to kill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... Can you imagine, like, so in a free society, right? And, and I don't think we bring it up enough. In verse, this versus a free society. In a free society, if this was a private security company that was responding, mm-hmm. and then this guy had done this, not only would they pay out an enormous amount to the victim, the but yeah, to the family of the victim, but then at the same time, 
there wouldn't be all of this bureaucracy to go through to get rid right. of this. So, yeah, and that's the guy would be fired, and no other security company would. Yeah, ever that's hire that's the other thing. Again. Like, like right. the, this payout came from the city of Phoenix, which means that's the, the tax taxpayers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When it should, and it in, in reality, so come liter- from so literally, literally, Ryan's girlfriend through her taxes is paying for Ryan's death at the hand of a police officer. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You better believe Ryan's... if I ever want a judgment like that, I'm immediately moving out of that jurisdiction so that none of my tax money will go yeah. to yep. pay for that at all. Like, no, you're just paying me at this point. And yeah. but yeah. the thing is, and what really sucks about it, it would be one thing if all of the, if it was somebody who had been elected who did this and caused this payout, and then all of the people who voted for that person then had to pay on it. Right. You Ooh. picked this guy. This is on you. You yep. pay for it, but that's not right. the way it works. Even no one gets to decide. You don't get to elect the local cops. That isn't something that you get to do. Nope. So this guy has a license to kill. He killed someone in cold blood, more or less, Ooh. because I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. think it was necessarily premeditated, premeditated. I mean, a little Ooh. bit you could argue, but he kills this guy because he's so panicky and cowardly and such that, that, a that the mere, the tiny mere dick piece presence, of shit. The mere presence of a firearm. Yeah. yeah. Immediately yeah. scared him so much that he pulled the trigger and the people Twice. of Phoenix don't get the choice. They don't get no. any say here. They don't get any option. They don't get to vote to fire him. They don't get to say, we're going to do hold a recall to get rid of you and Ooh. put somebody up. They don't get any kind of recourse at all and he nope. is now costing them three million dollars in addition to costing some of the people of phoenix their husband their son their right. husband yeah. their father I mean, their, all their, of their yeah. father yeah their yeah their, their co-worker their best friend their, he he costs so, so many people in phoenix so much and they get no say at all no, about no. whether and they have, have to pay to for it. him yeah yep all right yeah. On and that all of note, this over a fucking video game. All that note, while Andrew's still ranting and his blood pressure is up. <laughs> let's get to this oh, last you're just article. Make me have a heart attack. Is that? Let's, let's, last let's make it quick because I gotta pee. <laughs> which I've been I've been putting off this article because it's a heavy article. But <sighs> Moreno Valley Unified. That's Moreno Valley here in California. Uh, Moreno Valley Unified. Uh, boy killed by bull by bullies. Died due to his own negligence. According yeah, I remember to... reading this article when you shared it to us in the in the first place. And uh, this actually I was a... came, this actually came from our homie Josh Hare, who lives in the area. That's right. Yeah. And well, I remember reading this and going, uh, "It's a good thing that Brandenburg is in place because yeah." Oh, it, mm-hmm. we just do it for smoke and mirrors. All right. Uh, the bullying and death of a Moreno Valley middle school student was his own fault and that of his family, according to the school district lawyers. Uh, quote, any injury or damage allegedly suffered by the plaintiffs occurred as a proximate result of negligence on their own part that they failed to exercise ordinary care of his slash her own behalf at the time and place alleged. That is from the November 20th answers to a Lawsuit filed by the family of Diego Stoltz. And and hold on, in plain English, quote, they're blaming Diego and blaming the family for him being killed. 
That is so from, the long and short that, that of it. From, that is from the family attorney, David Ring, um, who represents the family in the lawsuit. So what hold I'm on. hearing here. Hold based on, on, hold on, hold on. Stoltz, 13, was an eighth grader at Landmark Middle School. On September 13, 2019, he and an older cousin reported a bullying incident to the school, according to the family members. According to his family assistant principal, um, Camilo O'Hare O'Connor said the two boys bullying him would be suspended on campus the next day. But there they were. They sucker punched Stoltz in an attack captured on video. His head struck a pillar and he dropped unconscious. His two assailants continued hitting him and Stoltz never regained consciousness. He died eight days later. After the assault, the Moreno Valley Unified School District placed, uh, replaced Landmark's administrators. The district also changed how bullying reported are handled and increased training for administrators. The two boys have acknowledged their guilt and, quote, made admissions to involuntary manslaughter and assault with force likely to cause great bodily injury. The juvenile court equivalent of pleading guilty. They're scheduled to be sentenced in February. On September 14, 2020, two days short of the one-year anniversary of the fatal assault, Stoltz's family sued Moreno Valley Unified. Their lawsuits alleges that the district had allowed bullying to go, quote, unchecked for decades at the school, uh, including citing a 1998 death of Jared Schroeder, also at Landmark. But according to the district's legal team, which uh, what happened was the Stoltz family's fault, his family's fault and the fault of the two boys who assaulted him. Marino Valley Unified exercised reasonable diligence, according to its response to the lawsuit. Stoltz's family, quote, failed to take proper care and or reduce or mitigate any damages caused by how the district handled the bullying. Lawyers from the Los Angeles law firm of Lewis, blah, 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 argued. So what I'm getting from this is the school district is obviously victim blaming, saying that it's the kid's fault because what? He didn't stand up for himself as opposed to he did what the school would tell him to do. And he reported it to the so-called powers that be at the school. And then the school failed to take proper steps to ensure that the asshole kids didn't return to the campus. Not only did they fail, they lied and said that they had. Correct. Taking proper steps. When they, in fact, had what's interesting is, and there's, Which there's a couple legal points. Which the family's ability to make the correct decision and yes. keep their kid home. There's, right. So there's there's a couple of legal points that are the, the calmest things that I can say about this. First of all, the reason that they actually let the administrators go is uh, a little known fact about uh, civil lawsuits. And that is that if an employee that was involved in the incident is no longer employed by you, you cannot be expected to compel them for deposition for the civil court. Right. Which means anything that they know, you don't have to try and force them to come in. The uh, uh, the petitioner would have to be the one to track them down and convince them to come in willingly on behalf of the petitioner Therefore, uh, they got out of any of the administrators who were involved mm-hmm. in this, who failed to act, having to testify in court. So that's sleazy and underhanded and really shitty, but it's a pretty par for the courts for things like this. The other thing is what they're suing them for with the negligence is super easy to prove because to prove negligence, all you have to do is 
establish that there is a specific relationship between the uh, plaintiff and the defendant, and that that relationship uh, came with it certain expectations of responsibilities on behalf of right. uh, the defendant in relation to the plaintiff, and that that defendant then failed to reasonably execute those responsibilities in the face of reasonable circumstances. To Which me, is literally what fucking happened. Yeah, this is right. that is exactly what happened. This is so obvious and cut and dried. It's a slam dunk case for any lawyer worth his salt. The problem is that what's probably going to happen is that this family can't afford a decent lawyer. I mean, maybe they'll get one that'll do pro bono or contingency, but mm. chances are that they're going to wind up with somebody who wants upfront payment for anybody decent rather than taking it on contingency and rolling those dice and rather than doing it completely pro bono and rolling those dice. So you're going to wind up with uh, a probably crappy lawyer and the district is going to come in with a giant team of lawyers who are very experienced and very well-versed. I mean, they already paid obviously for by have. the taxpayers. Yeah. Paid for by the taxpayers who include the parents of the victim. They're right. having mm -hmm. to pay for the school district to defend themselves against their own lawsuit. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, additionally, the boys, the, the ones that assaulted him, originally faced involuntary manslaughter charges. But the charges involuntary. were involuntary. But the, yeah. But the charges were reduced and the district attorney didn't explain why. There's nothing involuntary, involuntary about that. Well, involuntary manslaughter just means that they... I'm sorry, oh yeah. ...tend yeah, to kill him. Yeah, yeah, well... And didn't necessarily... A reasonable person wouldn't have realized that the original action would re result in someone's death. And I, I can yeah, see... but they intended to fucking hurt him. They intended to well, do... yeah. Well, given the fact that once he, once he became unconscious and unresponsive, if they didn't intend for him to die, why did they keep hitting? Him? Why did they keep pummeling yeah. the shit that's, out of him while he was on the ground? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's and and that's something you have right. to be in court, but <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's I the calmest. Looking at this objectively from a legal perspective is the calmest that I can be with it because yeah, I know my <laughs> my attitude towards it on a moral ground. It makes me want to break shit. There, yeah. It's just yet another reason, another example of why to get your kids the fuck out of public schooling. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. why you don't put your kids in public school. I mean, you just don't. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of homeschool options. There are plenty of, of small scale private school options which will work with you on pricing and everything else if you can homeschool and, and I help have... you get the the private schooling. Yeah. And I have never had an experience with a public school that did anything effective about bullies. I've no. never seen one public school that does anything effective about bullies. I will per I will share a personal story on this fact. Um when my son was in kindergarten and first grade, both years, I got called in. Originally they had called his mom, but she said, you're going to deal with it because you're the one who taught your son how to fight back. Um, my son was being bullied aggressively. Uh, and in one case, the first case, a kid 
pushed my son over when my son stood up and told him to knock it the hell off. Well, when they pushed him over, my son, from a kneeling position, executed a textbook uppercut, which lifted the kid a solid foot off the ground and split his jaw right here. And well, he removed three it. teeth. He did. And they wanted to suspend my son for it, for defending himself. I said, okay, you can suspend him. I'm going to take him out for ice cream. Yeah. They're like, what? Like, yeah, I'm not going to punish him for this. He did exactly what I told him to do. He didn't start this. He didn't, he wasn't asking for this. He didn't pick this fight. The fight was brought to him and he ended it right fucking fast. Yep. And the family carry a big stick. Right. And the family of the kid with the broken jaw were like, well, you're going to help pay either. You're going to help pay for his medical bills. Or I was like, what is your copay? 50 bucks. Here's 50 bucks. Now get out of my face. No, I wouldn't have even, I would have been like, I would have even given a 50. (laughs) No. Your kid started a fight. He had no yep. fucking reason, and he got violent with my kid. Mm-hmm. Your kid fucking asked for it, literally. But I figured it was a bigger fuck you to just throw a $50 bill at him and walk away. Yeah, no. I wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, for me, my bigger, my bigger fuck you would have been like going to his dad and going, do you and I need to settle this? Because we can settle this amongst ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what that. happened. The, that's what happened the second. I would have been like, your medical bills are the price you pay for raising an aggressive little prick. That's well, not my responsibility. It's yours. I'd have made, I would have made. I would have made. I would have made backhand accusations about where the kid learned to be a bully. Well, that's well, exactly that's what I'm my point. Is, yeah, I, mean, I did that with the me and your dad. With the school we can settle this amongst ourselves. How about that? We'll see how but, that uh, works. The second yeah. time around, it was actually the same kid picking on my son. Exact same kid, but it was a year later. Jeez. And instead of splitting his jaw in half that time, he uh, may or may not have given him an orbital skull fracture. Well, I mean, the kid didn't learn his lesson the first time. Exactly. Yeah. Kid, you know, clearly and not I, very... But like, well, and I wasn't, Jesus- wasn't going to deal with the whole $50 thing this time around. I did exactly what you guys said. I looked the dad square in the face. I said, well, I don't know where your kid's getting this aggressive behavior from, but I have a feeling it's coming from you. Should we like step off the property and to, and take care of this? Or should we sit here and you guys can bitch and moan some more? Yeah. Because I have to get back to work. Yeah. No. Yep. On that note, Brandenburgville, Ohio. Yeah. And I got to pee. So yep. Jerica has to pee, which means <laughs> we have to leave or the podcast <laughs> is going to go to shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes throw your plugs plug them fast buy my book buy Derek's book link in the description below check out thebeardstruggle.com use coast ink code inked anarchist 15 all run together to get 15% off or use the link in the description which will take you right there with the 15% discount for the greatest beard products known to man Yes, on that note, also, welcome back to Facebook, Andrew, after your 30-day yeah. day ban. Oh. <laughs> How in the hell are you still going on Facebook? Seriously, I get Dude, a permanent I ban. I get a permanent ban, and you post more controversial shit than I do, and I still you're just, just You're just not on the right government watch list. I you guess. The right they, must, they must have concluded my, per, my federal investigation. Yeah, the right agencies <laughs> keep keeping an eye on you where they want you on Facebook so they can keep track of your activity. That, that's right. Cool. Yep. <laughs> it's what's what's that like when uh, um 
you shouldn't really be scared until I until I go silent. Right? That's yeah. that's how it is with Andrew. Mm-hmm. As long as Andrew is public and he's making noise, okay, Andrew's happy, cool. Andrew's pissed off, but yeah, he's still public, so we're still good. <laughs> yeah. The Facebook moment I is, disappear. Facebook is like the little distracting noisy toy they're handing to the baby. So he stays <laughs> quietly in the corner. <laughs> Facebook is your fucking ankle monitor. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. The more yeah. the moment that all of a sudden I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on YouTube, suddenly the GPS tracking on my phone isn't moving anymore. <laughs> then, well, we'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Brandenburg, Ohio. All right. <sighs> on that note, I have no cool segue. Peace, people. Yes. This is episode 117. Something about victim blaming. That's about what the whole episode was about. So. Victim blaming? Yeah. Okay, that'll work. Yeah. I think something something about that. If you don't like the title of the article or the episode, blame Jerica because she's terrible at naming these. I just said something about it. It's up to Jason. To I would say I would say like nothing but victim blaming. Yeah. yeah. All right. On that note, if victims could just stop being so victimy. support your local sex worker and we'll catch you on the next one peace peace later